Do you have a creative business but are struggling to get enough customers or clients to actually make enough money to enjoy your business? Come join me for a free live planning workshop where I will share the roadmap to get more leads and more profits in your business without running yourself to the ground. If you started this year with good intentions but are not getting the results you want and need, you really don't want to miss this free workshop. Now, there won't be a replay, so you must show up live to join the training. Register now at nataliewalton.com forward slash roadmap. That's nataliewalton.com forward slash roadmap. What are the little things? And we can so easily discount those little things. You know, those moments of like, okay, you know, I'm going to sit down and write this email or I'm going to sit down and write my newsletter or whatever it is for you. All of those things, you know, in the moment, it can feel very easy to let them go. But my big encouragement for you is to to really focus on those little steps because they really do compound over time. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone and welcome to Imprint. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today, all about planning for your best year yet. So as we are, or as I am recording, I am literally about to engage in a massive annual planning project. And this is something that I do every year. I'm actually doing it a little bit late this year because I've been so busy teaching inside design and grow, which was my four week free program, which I'm very excited to announce is now available for you to join as a group coaching program. And you can find all the details about that via the link in my show notes. So go and check that out if that is of interest to you. But as I mentioned, I have really, I've had this at the back of my mind and I actually feel a little bit not stressed, but you know, I know it's weighing on me that like I haven't done this already and it already feels so late. So if you haven't done it already, it's completely fine and you've still got time. And I think the most important thing is that you carve out a quiet moment to do it because really you're you're setting your intention for the coming year. You're setting your intention for, you know, what is going to be most important for you. And I love to do it at the end of the year. So that once the new year comes around, I'm not on the back foot and I can be really intentional and I can just feel that sense of calm as well over the the holiday period and the Christmas period and in Australia, the summer holidays. So because that is always a time where I take off time to be with my family, I don't look at my phone, I don't open my laptop, I'm, you know, very much offline and that is something that's really been 
a foundation of my wellness and well-being over the past probably like three or four years I started it ago and um, it's really been pivotal for me to be able to really switch off during that time so so that I can really you know do that in a really meaningful way what I enjoy doing is really planning ahead of time so that once the new year comes around I um I'm in a really good place and you know it's like I've kind of closed the loop there's this idea with our brains that our brains want and need to close loops they don't like to have you know questions humming around in the background otherwise you'll just keep circling over and over like well what am I going to do and I don't know what to do and um I don't know if you've ever had that experience whereas you you just feel like sorry I don't know if you can hear it suddenly got very windy outside and so there's lots of twigs and branches falling on the roof of the studio where I'm recording this. Anyway, I will continue on. It's a little bit distracting for me, but I, you probably can't hear it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So as I said, for me, I just find it's, it's very helpful to do this planning process. And I feel very rested then when I go into my summer break and, and you can even go through this process every month or every quarter. I actually do revisit it every quarter as well. And I'll get into that and how I do that. So today I really wanted to walk you through my process of annual planning and share what I found works really well for me as a mom, as somebody who runs, you know, two businesses, who has a very busy life. I've got four children. I mean, at the moment, as we're getting towards the end of the school term and the end of the school year, it's been nonstop. I mean, on I'm recording this on a Friday. On Wednesday, we had a year six transition to high school meeting with my daughter, one of my daughters. On the Thursday, it was a after school uh, class meeting. We have those every term with the class on Friday. This morning, I went to see my son's play. I've got my other son coming home from camp. So for those of you who've got school age children, you will know, especially if you are in Australia, that at the end of the year, it really starts to ramp up. It really starts to get busy in terms of, you know, camps and class meetings and school plays and all of those things. And I really find that if I am not really strategic with how I spend my time, it is so easy to just start to feel like everything's out of control and that I'm just not getting the work done. And of course, I was just talking to a fellow mom at the um, at the end of the class play and she's got a, a clothing brand. And I was sort of saying to her that really, you know, I really feel it at the end, the end of the year, because not only does it ramp up with all of the school activities and responsibilities, but also because we like to take this big break. I really want to get as much work done as possible before the end of the year. So it really is a, an exercise in really making sure that I'm working on the most important things and really I'm very well organized. So like I said, this is what I go through and this is what I find really helpful. So I hope that something that I share today really helps you with your planning and thinking about your coming year. So the first idea that I wanted to share with you is this idea of putting the big rocks in the jar first. You may have heard me talk about this before. There are, you know, lots of um, videos online about this and information online about this. But um, I think it was maybe, no, I'm getting the Eisenhower Matrix 
um, mixed up with something. I don't know if he was the one, but there was somebody, somebody of that ilk um, a long time ago. He, he made this analogy and, and they make this analogy in schools as well that, um, you know, and teachers have explained it to students that when you are, you know, when you've got lots of different things to do and when you've got a glass jar, if you put your small things in first and then try and put the big rocks on top of that, it starts to overflow and it just doesn't fit as well. Whereas if you put your big rocks in first, then the next size, like the medium sized rocks can kind of go in around that and then you can pour your sand. So this is how you want to be managing your time. You know, this is a really effective way and a really helpful analogy to think of, you know, what should you focus on first? So the idea is that you always think about what is going to have the most impact for your fulfillment and also maybe your finances. If you are running a creative business or, you know, even just, even if you're not, and you're sort of thinking, okay, well, we've got to think about, well, what's going to work next year for us as a family. So this is an exercise that we do uh, for our businesses. We do it for both businesses and we, each quarter, we discuss and decide what are going to be the biggest rocks. And generally speaking, we actually just try and keep it, um, you know, confined so that it's very easy. Like when you start brainstorming on this, you can actually come up with a really, really long list. But Ultimately, I find it most helpful to think about what are going to be like my one to three things that I'm going to focus on for this coming quarter or this coming 90 day cycle. And when I have that focus, it means that everything else then falls into place after that. So as I said, really think about what that is for you. I mean, this might be just for your general well-being, you know, maybe for this coming quarter or this coming 90 days, you know, you want to focus on exercise or getting enough sleep or whatever it is for you. Maybe it's time to declutter your spaces. Or if you've got a creative business, you know, maybe you're going to really focus on growing your email list or doing something that's really practical, that's going to really help improve your business and make a big impact. So think about one to three big rocks that you want to put in first. You might have others and they might be lower down on the priority list. I would suggest that you don't have more than 10. I mean, 10 is a lot and it depends on your capacity of how much you know time you have. But um, certainly I would suggest keep it, try and keep it under five. So what are those big rocks? And then from those, you will then have, you know, a list of activities that relate to those. And then you need to start scheduling it in. But first, my second point that I want to share with you is to plan your personal priorities first. And I think that this is really important for overall well-being and wellness within your, your home and your life to really get these in first. So I have shared with um, students in Design and Grow and also in the Styling Masterclass, I always share my annual planner. And this is something that I love so much. It is like a really helpful and handy tool. It's super simple. So it's basically an A4 sheet of paper that fits really nicely inside my laptop so I can take it anywhere with me. I used to have like a massive, um, like, oh gosh, I'm just trying to think A3. So maybe like A1 size, I'm 
not very good at remembering which size is which, but it was really big. So I used to have to put it on a big pin board. You know, there's like big cork pin boards. I would put it on one of those and I, I liked being able to see, you know, it easily. However, there were so many times where I might've been somewhere else and I couldn't then make decisions because I thought, oh no, I need to go and look back at the planner because it's at home. And sometimes I would take a photo of it and take that with me, but I find it so much more helpful to have it fit inside my laptop. And also it's the first thing I see. So it really keeps me focused on what are the big things coming up. And so for me, what I do is I always put in school holidays first. I want to make sure that I'm not planning any um, like really, you know, important launches or um, have any big work projects that are due during the school holiday time. I really try and lessen my load during that period. So that goes in first. And also there are occasional, you know, things like public holidays and birthdays and put in any key dates, family holidays um, within that calendar so that, you know, that is the first priority. And what I'm going to do as well, which I feel like I've slipped off um, the wagon a little bit with this, is um, catching up with friends for weekly walks. Part of the reason is that I've got a couple of friends that I do this with and they haven't been able to do it for a couple of different reasons. One due, due to an injury and another one uh, just due to some clashes of you know timing. And I really want to get back to connecting with friends over a weekly walk there's a beautiful lighthouse walk and that was probably part of the problem too. It was closed. They were doing um, repairs on the Byron Bay lighthouse walk. And I really want to get back into that because to have that connection with other people, I find so important. And, um, you know, when I've got a busy family life and a busy work life, sometimes that connection with friends can fall by the wayside for me. It's very easy to, you know, because I have to be more proactive. So I actually want to schedule that into my diary. And similarly, I want to also, I heard someone else share something along these lines. I thought I really want to do that too, which was to schedule quarterly friend dates. So to get together with some friends and, you know, every quarter, you know, make an intentional effort to do that. Earlier this year, we actually had a really fun time on the it was like a long weekend for Easter and we had a whole bunch of our friends come and kind of like a daytime party. It was, it was so much fun. And, um, but doing more of those types of things as well, just, and putting that in the diary first, because like I said, I find it so easy to just slip into doing my, you know, work to do list or other things and, um, and not making that a priority. And similarly, you know, just really making sure that I'm prioritizing exercise and putting that in the schedule as well first. So the third idea that I wanted to share with you, and I've touched on this already a little bit, is to create a 90-day cycle. This is something that I have found invaluable over the past few years. Instead of, you know, focusing too much on the year, because I do feel like a year can feel um, quite overwhelming, you know, when you're thinking about like, what are my goals for next year and what do I want to do and how's it all going to pan out? Instead, you know, you might have one big goal, but really break it down into 90 day cycles and just focus on one at a time. And quite fortunately within Australia, I'm not sure if it's quite the same in other parts of the world, but our 90 days, um, 
uh, term times roughly correlate to the quarters uh, throughout the year. So I find that really helpful to have a big goal or a launch or some kind of project that I'm really focused on for that quarter. So that might be something you want to think about. Um, Breaking down the year in that way can be really helpful. The fourth idea that I wanted to share with you is to theme your days. Again, this is something that I have done over time and found it really powerful. It has um, it has slipped a little bit because we had our big launch for our headquarters and then I had my launch for Design and Grow. And so, you know, I've been so busy working on those things, but I very much want to get back into the rhythm of um, having particular themes for particular days. And one of the things that I am going to commit to for 2024 is with this podcast. So I've always um, done batch recordings with it, which I found really helpful, but I am going to schedule this more in advance and schedule more in advance the interview slot days and allocator day. It's changed due to various reasons of teaching on certain days. Um, I've had some of my team uh, switch work days. And so we've, I think, you know, with the combination of those two factors, that's why it sort of started to slip because there were changes to what had been, you know, already in place. And so now it's really about kind of getting all of that up and running and, you know, dedicating some time. So that is what I'm going to be doing in my calendar is saying, you know, okay, every Wednesday, that is going to be a day where I'm going to be recording a podcast or doing podcast related activity, whether it is recording the podcast, whether it's doing interviews or whether it is creating schedules and outlines for it. So that is something that I'm going to do. And the fifth idea that I wanted to share with you is to schedule to succeed. Um, Basically, I really find that it's so helpful to really not only schedule out your year, but to schedule out your your weeks and days and, and put it in the calendar. So what I mean by this is this has been really effective for me this year is Every day, um, putting in my Google Calendar and allotting a certain amount of time for a particular task. Because what I find can happen is, you know, say, for instance, with this podcast, I could say with this podcast, you know, oh, well, it would be lovely to have three days to record the podcast, but that's just not realistic. I mean, I've got so many other things to do. So I give myself a time and a constraint of time and say, I'm going to give myself one hour to write the outline and record the podcast and giving myself that restriction, creating that constraint for myself is really powerful because what happens is that I am then super focused during that time and my energy level really becomes um, heightened and elevated and I become more focused and it just, I find it really helpful to do that. So, um, that is what I would really encourage for you if you're struggling and you feel like you, you know, you're just not getting as many things done as what you want, or you're finding that it's taking you too long to complete tasks, is to really um, nominate an amount of time and give yourself an amount of time for a particular task and say, I'm going to do it within that amount of time. So 
I have shared, you know, this idea before about constraints create freedom. And I really believe that it's, it's, um, you know, it's a really powerful idea that when you create them, it forces you into action. Whereas, and I love a deadline, you know, if you're an original listener and you've been listening for a while, how much I love deadlines, they really force me into action. And so, you know, that is something I find really helpful. So scheduling in terms of not just the year, but, and, you know, I've spoken about themes for days, but then really scheduling the day and working in batches, you know, avoiding task switching so that you can be really hyper-focused on a particular task. And I know for many of you who are creatives and you feel like, well, you know, I just want to go with the flow or I just want to see how I'm feeling. Um, in my experience, you know, and I am creative as well. I find that um, when that happens, it just means that any given thing takes longer. And I find that I'm actually at my most creative when I have got a deadline, when I've got a constraint and when I really have to like dig deep and to get, you know, something done. And that really, it's like something happens energetically where you really have to engage your brain and be so hyper-focused within that moment that um, it's just really powerful. I've experienced this working on a magazine. I've experienced this writing my books. I've experienced this when I've been on photo shoots, styling homes for, you know, clients. Um, In so many different ways, this just comes up over and over again. So as I said, these are things that have really worked for me. I find them really helpful and just wanted to share them with you if you're starting to think and plan out your year and how 2024 can be your best year yet. I would love to hear from you if you found these ideas helpful. I'm just going to quickly run through them again just so that um, you you know can start thinking about something that you can maybe put into put into place today. So the first one is to choose your big rocks first. As I mentioned, it is one of the most effective ways to know that you're working on the right things, both in your life and your business. Second is to plan your personal priorities ahead of everything else. So what I mean by this is, you know, if you are not well, if you are not energized, it's going to be so much more of an uphill battle to get anything else to work. So, you know, think about what that is for you. It can be anything from sleep to making sure that you're um, scheduling meditation, social connection with friends, whatever that is for you. The third was to create a 90 day cycle. As I mentioned, I find this really helpful rather than being too focused on the whole year to think in terms of 90 day cycles is something I find really helpful. The fourth is to theme your days. So really, you know, have days where you know you're going to be working on particular tasks and that you're in the zone. And this is when you can achieve flow. And I find it really helpful. And the fifth idea was to schedule to succeed. So this was getting more granular in terms of your scheduling, particularly in relation to your calendar and designating a certain amount of time for certain tasks. So for me, it could look like saying, I'm going to give myself an hour to write and record this podcast. Or for those of you who are maybe posting on social media, maybe you're going to give yourself 
a certain amount of time and you've just got to do it within 20 minutes or you've got to do it within half an hour, whatever that is for you. And think, you know, so that otherwise it's just so easy to fall into procrastination, start second guessing yourself and really know that, you know, done is better than perfect. And sometimes you just need to move on. And that is what's going to get the results for you. I just want to share as well one other idea that um, I was, you know, it's something that I come back to over and over again. And it is, again, something that I've shared before, but it is so many of these things. We, we all know them, but often I find we need reminders. And I know that I need reminders. And when I hear these things myself, it's like it's that chance to reconnect with yourself and reconnect with what's most important to you. And so it is the small, consistent actions over time compound. And so on any given day, it can feel unimportant to schedule your diary or it can feel unimportant to, you know, ah, I won't do this thing today. I'll do it tomorrow. But all those little things, they compound over time. And so for me, you know, recording this podcast, it is compounding. I, we've now recently reached 500,000 downloads, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful to those of you who listen to this podcast, to those of you who write reviews, to those of you who share it on Instagram. You know, I'm so incredibly grateful and amazed that this has happened on this platform and we have this connection together and I really appreciate it so much. And that has been made possible because I have been consistent. I consistently show up, I consistently record, even sometimes when I don't feel like it, but I make it a priority. And those, you know, on any given day, you know, on a Friday, um, it's now one o'clock and I'm recording this. And, you know, it might not seem like an important thing to do at that time, but when you do something consistently, that's when you start to get those results. And it's so easy to look at someone and think like, wow, you know, they're at that point in their career or they're getting those kind of projects or they've got that many followers or they're doing this or they're earning that amount of money, whatever that is for you. And, you know, the, the thoughts that you find yourself having about what other people are doing and particularly, you know, when it's within the terms of, you know, quotes, success and what you define success as, um, you know, for you, it might be, wow, they're running a business. And, you know, they're only working like school hours. You know, that might be your definition of success, not a, a dollar number, but the amount of hours that somebody works and they can still, um, you know, support their family and, um, you know, have a really fulfilling career. So we all have different definitions of success, but really get clear on what your definition of success is. And I really encourage you and want to remind you, and I'm, this is a note to self as much as anything that it is those small, consistent actions that will get you those wins. And likewise, it is actually those small, consistent inactions or sort of so-called bad decisions, you know, things that are not helping us move forward. It's like it's the one bite of the cookie that you sort of think, oh, it doesn't matter today. But then over the course of, you know, maybe a week you don't start to notice, but then over a month, that's maybe when you know, your clothes start to not fit so great. Or, you know, maybe it relates to your home and the amount of clutter that's around your space. You know, letting it slide for one day. Oh, I'm not going to bother resetting the house this evening. I just feel too tired. And, you know, on one given day, 
it might not make that much of a difference, but it's when it happens every day and for months, you know, and that's when those compound results can happen in a way that can be ultimately sometimes frustrating for us. You know, we can get to that point and sort of feel like, oh, how does this happen? How am I here? So, you know, go back to that more positive um, side of the coin, which is, you know, what are the little steps that you can do every day to move towards your goal? What are the little steps that you can do every day to create the kind of success that you want in your life and your business and your home? You know, what are the little things? And we can so easily discount those little things, you know, those moments of like, okay, you know, I'm going to sit down and write this email, or I'm going to sit down and write my newsletter or whatever it is for you, or I'm going to contact those clients or follow up with those potential clients or those leads, all of those things, you know, in the moment, it can feel very easy to let them go. But my big encouragement for you is to, to really focus on those little steps because they really do compound over time. And that is definitely one of the biggest lessons that I have learned not only this year, but over the past few years. And it is, like I said, as much as a reminder to self as an encouragement to you, if that is something that you've noticed slipping. So I hope that you have found this valuable. I hope that you, um, you know, are enjoying the podcast as always, always love to hear from you. Um, it's so amazing if you can leave, um, you can leave up to a five-star rating or leave a quick review would really appreciate that. Love hearing from you. And thank you so much for making this podcast what it is today and sharing it with your friends and family and those who are important and loved ones in your life. So have a beautiful week, everyone. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.